0: Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed health care provider about any specific health concern you may have. The spiritual law for today um, is intentional for this first program of 2016. It, it is, uh, you know, if you want to talk about New Year's resolutions... I think this is a good one to sort of, uh, overlay onto 2016 and, and sort of have in the back of your mind every day and, and every week and every time you feel like you're at a crossroads to bring this from, uh, an overlay in the back of your mind to the front of your mind and, and, and in bold print to make sure that you take the right path and to make sure that you're where you need to be and that you are right spiritually and that you're prioritizing that in your life. You know, we all do, we all do wrong things. Uh, most of you know uh, from one source or another that I grew up in a very strict religious setting, Uh, You get a check mark if you do something good. You get a black mark if you do something bad. And that's how you are as a person. Uh, The way I grew up is what is your ratio of check marks to black marks? And it's not one-to-one. It's not just the way I grew up anyway. It's not just, okay, if I've got more check marks than black marks, I'm okay. No, no, no. There's like a ratio. And, and, and my ratio from preachers, from my parents, from people that taught me and that I was around for probably the first 13, 14 years of my life, I believe my ratio was, was something probably like 95% check marks to 5% black marks in order for me to be okay. And I never did that well. <laughs> and and so after a while uh, of not being able to do, not being able to measure up to what you feel like you need to to be okay, you sort of give up, all right? It, 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 I mean, you try and you try and you try and you can't do it, and, and you kind of give up, okay? Well, today, I believe that was never the truth that it's not about black marks and check marks it's about where you are spiritually inside in your heart okay uh all of us everyone i know has experienced almost most people it's not almost most people it's it's all of the things that come from fear I think with me, it's probably all of the things that come from fear. I have experienced in my life lots of selfishness, pride, um, sadness, anxiety, worry, fear, anger, lots and lots of wrong goals. I've experienced my share of rejection, which to me has probably been the most painful part of my life. I've experienced uh, low self-worth and a wrong identity of myself, mainly because I did believe in that black mark and check mark system, okay? And so I felt like I couldn't measure up, and I couldn't measure up to my brother. I couldn't measure up to my parents. I couldn't measure up to my friends. I didn't measure up at school. I didn't measure up when I looked in the mirror at my looks. Uh, almost nothing about me measured up when i was growing up i experienced um unhealthy control to try to uh to engage in love substitutes just to ease the pain or distract me from it for a while of the rejection and not measuring up and all that sort of thing and i've certainly experienced a lack of self-control and Delaying gratification in my life for probably the first twenty some odd years of my life, almost constantly until I had a very significant spiritual experience, actually more than one one related to hope and her depression, and the other one related to myself and and my identity and who I was and who i 'm not i've experienced unforgiveness. Um, I'm guilty of doing about everything wrong you could ever imagine. Jesus said that if you think it in your heart, you've done it. And and that's an amazing statement because 2,000 years ago, we did not have any of the scientific evidence that proves to us that whatever you imagine in your unconscious or spiritual heart, your unconscious mind does not differentiate between what's real and what's imagined. So, in your imagination, in your spiritual heart, if you imagine killing somebody, Jesus said, you've done it. If you imagine stealing, lying, uh, having unhealthy relationships... You name it, anything that you would consider wrong, if you have imagined it in your heart, in your unconscious mind, in your subconscious mind, in your conscious mind, but in your spiritual heart also, you've done it. And your unconscious mind and spiritual heart absolutely treat it as if you've done it, and now you've got a memory of doing it. Okay? So, I have imagined it all throughout my life. So, I have done it all in that sense of of what my heart counts as real. Okay? Okay? Everyone does wrong things. And I've done some of those things... In real life, outside of my body and mind, out in the real world. Not all of them, but some of them. Here's the point for this week. Never be on the wrong side. I should probably say, never be on the wrong side again. Because most of us have been on the wrong side at one point or another. Everyone does wrong things. But never go and stay on the wrong side of darkness and fear. If so, you will be lost. And the reason you went to the wrong side in the first place is an illusion. And you might not ever get back. Once you go through that door to the dark side willfully, you may not ever get back because it's a house of mirrors. And once you're there, it's very, very difficult to find your way back sometimes. The reason you go to the side of darkness is pain. And lack of pleasure is absolutely painful. So when I say pain, that includes lack of pleasure or a desire for pleasure or something in that regard, as well as physical and emotional pain. A lot of them I just described, anger, rejection, unforgiveness, doing wrong things and feeling like your identity and worth is... Not very significant. Feeling insecure and like you're not safe. And on and on and on and on. Okay? The reason we go to the dark side... <laughs> and I had not even thought of that pun in regard to uh, the all the Star Wars stuff. My family and I went to see Star Wars over the holidays, and we all liked it except Hope. She didn't like it. But anyway, the reason we go to the dark side is pain, which includes desire for pleasure. Pain can even just be being bored. That's one that got me a lot of the time. Uh, nothing was really wrong, I was just bored and went in, and would end up doing a wrong thing for pleasure or to relieve the boredom, okay? But boredom is also a type of pain. So the reason we go to the dark side is pain. With everything, even willfully doing wrong, you need to ask yourself, are you still on the side of right? Are you still on the side of light and love? Or are you on the side now of fear and darkness? And you can't necessarily answer that just by, just based on what you're feeling and thinking. You can be feeling and thinking anger. You can be feeling and thinking anxiety. You can be feeling and thinking low self-worth or unforgiveness or rejection or unhealthy control and still be on the side of right. Everybody experiences those things, all right? You can, you can experience those. You can even do those and still be on the side of light and love. So how do you know, how can you discern, how can you diagnose? Because everybody does wrong, and probably for the rest of our lives, everybody will do wrong, okay? And so if that's not the standard, if the standard is not just what you do or don't do, and it's not even what you feel or experience necessarily, like... Fear or love, joy or sadness, anxiety or peace, anger or patience, okay? If you can't even say that's the diagnostic for where you are in light and love or in fear and darkness, then what is? Okay, how can I tell, all right? When I grew up, until I met my spiritual mentor for the last 28 years, Larry Napier, who is still my spiritual mentor and who's saved my life many times. Until I met Larry, I never understood how to diagnose that. And so I felt pretty much all the time like I was in fear and darkness, even though I didn't want to be, even though I loved God, I loved Jesus. I really did. I believe that today I believed even then I loved God and loved Jesus but but this system of check marks and black marks and not having that 95 to 5 ratio caused me to believe that I was bad, I was lost, I was a bad person and that I was in on the side of fear and darkness until I met Larry. And Larry taught me a principle that um, once it really hit me, I absolutely broke down on the floor weeping for joy because it, it was like someone had just unlocked the prison doors and let me out of jail. And here's the principle. Here's how to diagnose. Here's how to know which side you're on, light, love, or fear and darkness. It's not necessarily what you do or don't do. It's not necessarily what you feel and think either. So what is it? It's temptation. Temptation. The word temptation means, if you want a a metaphor or an analogy, uh, maybe the best one is a fishing analogy, all right? Temptation is, it, it, let's use a fishing analogy. In, in fishing, you have a pole, you have a line, you have a hook, you have some kind of bait or lure, whether it's a worm or a plastic or a rubbery lure or whatever, and you're trying to lure the fish, from the pond where he's safe or the river or stream or ocean or wherever it is to basically your frying pan where he is not he or she. No <laughs> one to discriminate about uh, fish gender here. Whether the male or female fish is, is free and safe or is not free and is on the way to destruction. All right. The word temptation means to be lured from one place to another. Okay? You cannot be lured to the side of fear and darkness if you're already there. So if you are already living in fear and darkness, if you are on the wrong side and you are you are camped out there, you've not just visited for a few minutes, that's where you're living right now. If you are on the side of fear and darkness, you won't be tempted to do wrong. You won't be tempted to think and feel things that come from fear and darkness you will just do it because someone who is in fear and darkness that's what they do uh, i've i've always enjoyed for the last number of years the geico commercials that you see on tv all the time now and they're always funny and it has you know something where it, it'll show some kind of crazy thing and it'll say if you're this kind of person this is just what you do. Okay? It's just what you do. All right? And then, you know, the end thing is is call Geico to save 15% or more on your insurance. All right? If you are living in fear and darkness, then then doing Things that you believe are wrong is just part of being in fear and darkness. You don't have to be lured there. You're already there. So when you're living there, when you are on the wrong side, you're not really tempted anymore. There's not a struggle. There's not a, you just do it. That is your new default programming. Fear and darkness and all the things that come from fear and doing wrong instead of right is your new default because that's who you are. You are a person now who's living in fear and darkness. If you, are in, if you are in light and love, even if you're doing wrong things, which we'll all always do, even if you're thinking and feeling wrong things, which we'll all always think and fear, sometimes, to some extent, if you're on the side of light and love, you don't just do it. You're tempted to do it. And there will be a struggle. There will be a back and forth. Now, wait a minute. Should I really do that? I really don't want to do that. And and then you end up doing it anyway, like I've done a thousand times in my life. More than that, <laughs> I guarantee you. But if that's what happens to you, you are not living in fear and darkness. You are on the side of light and love. So temptation and a struggle, a back and forth, should I do this, should I not? I don't want to do it, but I'm bored. I don't want to do it, but I'm in pain. I don't want to do it, but that'll feel good for a couple of hours that's a struggle that's temptation you can't be tempted to somewhere you already are you aren't tempted to somewhere you already are you do what a person in fear and falsehood does without the temptation without the struggle because that's who you are now not at your core but that's what you where you've decided to live. You've kind of given yourself over to fear and darkness and falsehood. When you're no longer tempted, you're no longer there in fear and darkness. If you discover through, I, I hope you'll pray and meditate over the, uh, about what I'm talking about this week. If you discover, you know what? I am in fear and darkness. I'm really not tempted anymore. I just do it regularly without really even thinking. Almost kind of like a robot. Then I would, I would recommend, number one, you get on your knees and you pray your head off for as long as it takes, ask for God's help. Ask for the help of love, of, of source. Ask for, for healing. Ask to have your heart cleaned out, to have a renewed mind, to, to be filled with light and love and truth. Ask to be taken home to the side of light and love. Kind of like uh, one of my favorite stories of all time, the story of the prodigal son, who knew exactly what he was doing, did terrible wrong for as long as he could, probably would have kept doing it if he hadn't run out of money. So it wasn't because he just had some moral crisis. He ran out of money. Okay? And then he decided, man, I want to go home. I want to go back to... My dad and my family and the side of light and love, and and the point of the story is that it didn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how long you've been in fear and darkness. It doesn't even matter what woke you up, even if it wasn't a moral crisis for you, but you just ran out of money, so to speak. That God always loves you, and he's always waiting to take you back. So if you discover this week, you know what, maybe in my life I I have gone to fear and darkness, or maybe in this one area I'm living in fear and darkness. Because most things, you know, I'm tempted. But in this area, I've been doing it for so long and my heart's kind of become calloused about that issue and I really don't even think about it much anymore, I just do it. Maybe I try not to think about it because I know I'm violating my conscience. Pray your head off and do everything you can. That should be your number one priority in life is to get out of there, to get back to the side of light and love, which is, I believe, where we were all born into. You went... When we go to the side of, of darkness and fear, whether it's to visit for two hours or we go there and stay there, we go there to get something, not to lose something. Okay? Think about that this week. We go to get something, not to lose something. The problem is, if and when you go to the wrong side, you will lose what is most valuable to you in your entire life. You'll lose your soul, you'll lose your heart, you'll lose your mind, you'll lose your loved ones and the people that, that you care about and that care about you. And what's more, you will hurt yourself and all of those other people that are connected to you by going to the wrong side. But remember, you went to that side to get something, not to lose something. But if you go, you will lose. And what you lose will be far more valuable than anything you get in the form of temporary pain relief. If you had, if you had realized that you would lose that by going to the side of fear and darkness. If you had understood that at a deep level, you never would have gone in the first place. So my suggestion is if you find yourself there this week, leave now. Don't wait A week, don't wait a day, don't wait an hour. Leave now. Even if you've just got the shirt on your back, start your journey now back to the side of light and love, back to God, back to the the home, back to safety, back to what you know is right for you. And then... Once you get back there, and it may be hard to get back there, you may have addictions that are going to pull you back. You're going to do two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, two steps back, sometimes two steps forward, three steps back. When you get back, commit that you are never going to the wrong side again. You're never going to be on the wrong side again. Yeah, you're going to do wrong. You're going to mess up. But that doesn't mean you're living in fear and darkness. Remember the temptation rule. As long as you're tempted, you're not there. By definition. So... Try to shift your paradigm from check marks and black marks to light and love and grace. Okay. Uh, Please pray, meditate about that this week. Um, I don't know of many better things. Than, than what we talked about today for you to kind of have as your compass, as your north, as, as the constant reminder, where am I and what is most important to me and am I prioritizing that or am I giving in to seek pleasure and avoid pain, instant gratification, unhealthy control, et cetera, all right? Um so this is this is a diagnostic that changed my whole life twenty eight years ago at a deep, deep level, and I've never been the same since. I, I hope it's it's of some benefit to you. It won't be if you don't use it. But but as we started never live on the wrong side again.